0: Hey, This is Dan Dan, the Board Game Man, with this week's Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. Each episode, I'm going to give you a topic for a list and give you my picks for the Top 5 Games of that list. Now, this is show number two of the kind of the way back machine, where, again, every year I like to go five and ten years back. Last show, I gave you the top five of 2011. Now I'm going to give you the top five of 2016. And as much as I thought 2011 was a great year, 2016 is a ridiculously good year in gaming. There are 13 games in the top 100, including two games that are in the top 10. This also has an amazing game from both Star Wars and Star Trek. So let me give you a few also-rans here. Star Wars Rebellion, which is a great kind of one versus one game where the empire is trying to find basically playing episode four, the empire is trying to find your base and you're just trying to stay long enough and get enough uh, as the uh, rebels are trying to stay alive long enough to be able to just get enough uh, systems on your side. It's also great Western trail, which is an amazing Euro game. Yokohama, another good Euro game Tyrants of the Underdark, which was a really cool deck building game, takes deck building in a little bit of a different direction where it's got area control, and deck building together. Uh, it's a shame that I, I know that Guild not. 9 got the D and D license back. I think they had lost it. I think they got it back as well. They've got an agreement. So I'm hoping maybe it only saw it only saw one expansion, but maybe we'll get another one for for Tyrants of the Underdark, which would be great. Roleplayer also came out this year. This was kind of your just a game about making your kind of D and D character and and uh, the way you get points and such. And then they put out game, uh, roleplayer adventures, which is coming out uh, any day now because the expand uh, the Kickstarter was last year. Now you're going to be able to use something with that character to play in different adventures. But roleplayer came out back in 2016. There's also Hero Realms, which is kind of a very uh, fantasy uh, version. Of Star Realms, uh, King Domino, Quadropolis, Mystic Veil, First Class, uh, Valeria Card Kingdoms, which is another great deck-building game, and of course, another great uh, entry-level game, World's Fair 1893 by J. Alex Cavern, just a, oh man, that game is so light, so great. So without further ado, I know I mentioned 100 in there, but we're going to get into my top five of 2016. So number five is Clank. A deck building adventure. Uh, this is for two to four players. Another deck building game plays in about an hour, a very medium weight kind of deck building game. This was designed by Paul Denon and is put out by Renegade Game Studios uh, and also by uh, Dire Wolf Digital, kind of as uh, kind of partnership there. Now, in Clank, what you're trying to do is you're using your deck, you're using the deck building and the different cards. Uh, and on the cards, you'll have kind of money to be able to buy more cards, you'll have kind of a power to be able to fight different monsters and such. And you'll also have kind of movement points and and the expansions kind of put, add a little bit more to it, but those are the main things that are on the cards. Now, the cards will come out in this kind of center row and monsters will be out there as well. You're trying to move your little uh, piece, your little meeple into the dungeon, go as far as you can, get one of the artifacts as, with as much uh, higher amount of points you can and then get your butt out. Now, the whole while, anything that you do that's pretty major and some cards will have it on there, you make noise and that's what the word clank is for. Anytime you make uh, generate clank... Your kind of chits or your health uh, your health cubes will go into a pile, and then eventually monsters will come out, which will trigger kind of the dragon or the big bad kind of awakening. And then you'll pull out, depending on how far into the game, you'll pull out a certain amount of cubes, and there are regular black cubes that do nothing, but then your cubes of your color will be in there and other players' colors. So as you're pulling out your color, you're getting damaged. You can heal it throughout the game, but once you get to a certain point, you die and you're basically eliminated. You can't. You can't really get to out of it. You're not necessarily quote-unquote eliminated from the game, but it's going to be a lot harder for you to win. Now, usually what ends up happening is you'll get to the top. Somebody will get their thing, you know, get the artifact and get to the top and then the timer is kind of on because anytime it comes to their point, they're basically you're pulling more chips from the bag or more cubes from the bag. So it does have that frenetic pace to it. So Just very, very cool game. There is an app for uh, Renegade Game Studios has kind of their own app, which does let you play this one solo. There are uh, a few expansions. There's Clank in Space as well, which is a completely standalone game, which came out a couple of years after this one. But Clank, a deck-building adventure, just a really solid, very lightweight game. Number four, back to Dan's Euros, as I love to say. So this is a heavier Euro. Uh, this is by Flamina Bressini, Virginio Gili, and Simone Luciani. This is Lorenzo Il Magnifico. This was put out by Cranio Creations. And this one's a, kind of a brain-burny, but just an absolute amazing Euro game. Two to four players. is in about two to two and a half hours. Uh, again, kind of a medium to heavier weight Euro game. What's really cool about Lorenzo, you're kind of, it's a tableau building game where you have the four different colors of types of cards. And then you kind of uh, have a, a different way to run your kind of engine. You've got end game cards. You've got other cards that kind of power up other cards. But you've also kind of got these uh, you have these leader cards it 's another aspect of the game where you have to fulfill certain things throughout the game to get a pretty powerful bonus. This has an app to it and it 's also available on Yukata, so you can check out both of those. You can check it out on Steam or on yukata but man you're you 're basically rolling four dice a roll at the beginning of the round just for one person to roll the dice, and that 's what the number of the die is for everybody has these different four the four same kind of color of. Uh, their family members, and then you're putting your uh, pawn out on the board in certain places, uh, and just kind of adding cards into your tableau and, and managing your resources. Uh, and then it plays takes place over six rounds, and after the second, fourth, and sixth rounds, you have to be judged by the church. So you have to have enough of the piety uh, to be able to spend to not get excommunicated. Because anytime you do get excommunicated on those rounds, it's a big, huge. Uh, You know, a big thing that hurts you throughout the rest of the game. But uh, boy, is this uh, such a fun game, Lorenzo Magnifico. Again, a little bit of the heavier weight, but it is a lot of fun. Number three is Mix versus Minions. This one came out of nowhere, basically, in 2016 by Riot Games, uh, designed by Chris Cantrell, Rick Ernst, Stone Librand, uh, Prashant, Saraswan, and Nathan Tiras. Plays two to four players. It's a co-op game. Plays in about one to two hours. And it's a lighter to medium weight game. I I, I like to say this is kind of a lighter one, but uh, but there is a couple of little things that are going on in the game. Where, but it, being that it's co-op, everybody can kind of help everybody else out. But what's cool about this game is it's played over about seven scenarios. Scenarios. It's in that kind of League of Legends universe where you've got really cool, like each player has their own character from there. Uh in the minions, kind of you have the mechs that your characters are on, and then there's minions that are coming out that you have to defeat. But there's seven, I believe there's seven scenarios that you're trying to, to go through. But each time you're kind of playing, as you're playing, you're adding cards to your own little tableau. And it's kind of like a you're running kind of your action cue from left to right. Now you're pumping up the actions, making them stronger, and then changing some of the actions. So you're kind of planning as you're drafting And a first scenario, there's no real time limit. You're kind of working as long as you want with your partners to figure it out. Then later you're up against kind of this, uh, and spoiler, you're up against kind of this uh, hourglass which is all the time you have for everybody to kind of go in order and get their actions and get the cards because you're kind of drafting cards and kind of moving your tableau. And as you're kind of moving cards, uh, different things are going to happen during the scenario is going to move, you know, maybe your action. Number two goes to your action. Number seven, but you have everything planned out as to what you're doing. Uh, you know, since it runs from left to right, if you happen to move number two and number seven, man, that could really screw up your whole plans because your guy can, because you have to basically go, you're running your actions, so your guy may go forward, may go left, then go backwards, and you just and that just screws up everything. And then different attacks. So as the minions are coming on the board, the di- different scenarios you have different things like trying to area control or just to delimitate uh, all the different scenarios or get a bomb off the uh, the board or a bomb to a certain place. Man really really cool uh, really fun just seeing how much fun it is to just seeing how it is so much fun just to see how uh, different wackiness it takes especially when you're playing with your family and and kind of you know each person's kind of doing their own wacky thing as you run your tableau I uh, can't recommend this one enough maybe a harder to find. Uh, these days, because I think they only printed about seventy thousand or something like that, but which seems like a lot for board games. But I'm not sure how easy it is to find. But uh, but man, this is just one of the coolest things that came out. And they definitely, when they put this out, they they kind of produ- produced this at a loss. I think they only uh, sold it at seventy bucks. And when you see this huge box and the amount of miniatures that are in the game and and how nice everything looks, boy. This game is absolutely great. This could have been, you know, these top three can be pretty much in any order or this whole five, you can kind of roll them up and, you know, know, shuffle them up and just deal them out in any order. But that's my number three right now. Mechs versus Minions. Number two is Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. This is uh, another co-op game. This is by The Op, and this is by designed by Forrest Prusen Creative, uh, Cammy Mandel, and Andrew Wolf. I think Andrew Wolf is kind of the, the, the lead uh, designer on this, and they've put out a few expansions, and they've kind of put out a similar one in this vein to Harry Potter, Hogwarts Bottle. There's a uh a toy story game and i'm not sure if there's any other ips but it's very this is a deck building game two to four players again co-op plays in about an hour about 30 minutes an hour depending on the the earlier campaign or the earlier scenarios don't take very long but it is a lighter weight game i played this with my daughter years ago when it first came out and we still do play this one to this day you're playing through all the different kind of years of being at hogwarts now the first couple of years if you know how to play deck building games You can skip to like year three, I believe is what it is now throughout the game. You're kind of using your standard deck and everybody's got a character they are playing. Would it be Harry, Hermione, Ron, et cetera, et cetera. And expansions add some more to it. Um, I think I have Neville uh, in there as well. Uh you know you're adding different things to your card, you know, different cards to your deck or different people from the Hogwarts universe or different items and you're trying to kind of you have to take out the big bad in each one of the scenarios and the, all the while they're trying to get up all the the kind of the bad points and doing different things and kind of messing with your deck or, or hurting you in different way attacking you and getting some of your life points back. Uh, But just really cool how you're adding cards to your deck and just playing with it. And then you, once you complete one of the years, you go on to the next year and then you've got to kind of reset your deck and then more cards will be added to the main deck. And then it gets a little bit harder because there may even be two or three villains you have to defeat. Uh, And they also do their own thing each kind of one of the rounds. But uh, boy. Really fun, of course. I, I say that a lot. I apologize for saying how much fun everything is, but these are my top five, but this is a great game to play. I highly recommend this uh, if you like kind of playing family uh, co-op games, and especially if you're a Harry Potter fan, uh, this one is absolutely fantastic. The number one game from 2016 it's probably no uh, you know, there's no secret of how great this game is and how much I love it, but Terraforming Mars came out in 2016, and that is my number one game for 2016. This is a one to five players one uh, by Fricks Games and Stronghold Games. Plays in about two hours. It uh, can play a little longer, a little shorter, depending on how you know the game. Uh, there's also a Steam app version and an iOS app, so you can play this one very well. It's, you know, The game itself, as much as I do love it at solo, it's best with either three, probably three or four. There's a kind of a, a draft variant with kind of the cards. It kind of takes a little bit longer. Longer, uh, but it all depends on what kind of a player you are. Whether you like the higher randomness or less randomness, so maybe it is a little bit better with uh, three. But it is a medium weight game uh, as well. But in in terraforming Mars, you're uh, you know you're just doing that. You're trying to terraform Mars on the board. You, you've got a board of Mars, and there are uh, oceans. You're trying to get the levels of things like heat, oxygen level and the oceans onto the board and you're playing cards, uh, you know, onto your tableau or to do different actions to get cities on a board or, uh, you know, greenery or put other, uh, different, uh, things out there uh, oceans out there and it helps to get your income to go but what's really cool about this and you really need to play this one with the prelude expansion i hate putting games on here that require an expansion but it's just such a great game by itself but anyway so there is prelude expansion There's about four or five expansions but that's one that i think is kind of the necessary one because it helps you get a little bit more of a head start to the regular game where it kind of gives you there's more corporations and then there's these prelude cards which gives you you know a little bit of something you're kind of you know you get dealt a certain amount of cards and you only keep a couple of them uh, but it gives you a little bit of a head start in there and each one of the corporations plays in its own way gives you kind of your own player power which just also makes it absolutely great so uh, there you have it I mean Terraforming Mars is just an absolutely amazing game uh, I, I can't recommend this one enough even if you're not a huge Euro game you know I recommend you at least try it out at least one time or you can just try it out. there's a really good tutorial in the app itself but Terraforming Mars is just an absolutely fantastic game and the number one game from 2016 so the top five number five Clank a deck building adventure number 4 Lorenzo il Magnifico, number 3 Mechs vs Minions, number 2 Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle, and number 1 Terraforming Mars. Thanks for joining me this week on Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. Hey, if you have any questions or if you want to give me your Top 5 of 2016, please feel free to comment on this episode on Majorspoilers.com or go to the Majorspoilers Discord to add some more comments and let me know what you think. Or, of course, go to the site for tons of other great podcasts and content by Steve and the rest of the Majorspoilers crew. I'm Dan Dan, the Board Game Man. You can find me at GeekJockDan on Twitter or on the Geek All-Stars podcast or on the Munchkin Land podcast here on Majorspoilers where I do a twice-a-month 10-15-minute to 15 minute board game news show. You can also find me as a contributor to TM SPM where i do a board game segment with scott and brian and of course i'll be back soon with more board game top five goodness but until then grab a new board game and have some fun with family and friends this podcast is copyright 2021 by major spoilers entertainment llc